Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge Extras. I am Pastor John, and Stonebridge Extras is our podcast where we try to take the theme of the week and just go a little bit deeper or apply it in a more specific way than we were able to do in the sermon. And this week, our theme is truth. We're reflecting on Pilate's question in the Gospel of John, what is truth? And reflecting on how the question, what is truth, is actually the wrong question to be asking. But instead, the question, who is truth, is what Pilate should be asking. And the answer is right there in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, because we know from John 14 that Jesus has told us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this idea that a person is truth, it can be a little interesting to then figure out how does that apply to our lives and what does that mean for our lives? I want to say, obviously, that idea is not mine. Um, I am not the first person to say that the person of Jesus is the truth. In fact, many Christians have said that. In general, I just want to say when it comes to preaching, nobody is ever saying their own original ideas. People have been doing this for 2,000 years. Preaching is really just reminding people of truths they already know. And this idea that Jesus is the truth Where I first came across this was a theologian and a missionary named Leslie Newbegin. Again, another European theologian. Um, He was British. He was a missionary in India. And then after his ministry in India, he returned back to the United Kingdom. And he realized that his own kingdom in the United Kingdom, not his kingdom, but the Queen's kingdom, you know what I mean? But the UK had become less Christian and that he was really in a mission field in the culture that he had thought was his own and was his home. And in his book, uh, I believe it's called Proper Confidence, Leslie Newbegin talks about this idea that Jesus is the truth and what that means for us. And that truth isn't just a series of statements, but that it is a person and that we use Jesus's character to guide what is true and what isn't. So that idea, I think it is helpful, but there's one area that I didn't have the time to get into in the sermon, and it may not have even been appropriate for the sermon, because this is an area that I want to discuss briefly, but I will confess that I am not speaking to you now as somebody preaching the gospel. I'm speaking to you now as a person who is wrestling with questions also and trying to figure out what is true and what isn't. And the area that I want to discuss in the podcast is political communication. Because I think that right now we are at a point where the idea of truth is most problematic in the way that we all communicate about politics and the way that politics are communicated to us. For any of you whose anxieties are rising, I want to make something very, very clear. I am not going to be advocating for any specific political platform or party or candidate I want to talk more about general cultural themes and talk about practical suggestions here. So when it comes to political communication, we have to understand that political communication inherently is not intended to inform us, but intended to persuade us. And this is something that I think we have lost sight of. 
many Americans, many just people in general throughout the world have lost sight of the fact that political communication. So when I say political communication, I'm I'm talking about advertisements. I'm talking about um, debates. I'm talking about books. I'm talking about not just that though, but the media sources that we use. Because oftentimes the media sources we use, they're, they're not actually trying to inform us either, but they're trying to persuade us as well. And persuasion is not bad in and of itself. But we have to recognize what persuasion is versus what informing somebody is. Persuasion is when you are trying to bring somebody to a conclusion. You're trying to change their mind about something. You're trying to get them to agree with you about a perspective or an interpretation. Informing somebody is just presenting to them the here's what happened. What has happened, though, in our culture, and this is one of the cultural trends I wanted to talk about, and this has really been in the last 30 or 40 years, but what has happened in our culture is that persuasion has been presented as information. And all you need to do is go and watch cable television news, quotes around news in the evening, and realize that persuasion has been presented as information. The cable news shows, I'm not saying that any of them are bad, but the cable news shows that take place at primetime, those are opinion shows. Those are not actually news shows. By their own admission, those shows are persuasion. They are opinion. If you were to have them be in a newspaper, they would be in the op-ed section, the opinion editorial section. They would not be in the news section. And there's a big difference between opinion media and news media. In news media, there are ethical obligations. In news media, you have to have two different sources at least. Um, oftentimes more, but at least two different independent sources that confirm what you're reporting. There are different degrees of anonymity that can be given to sources. And in news media, if you say something that is factually incorrect, you have to correct the record. You have to issue a retraction. Granted, Oftentimes, newspapers are not prominent enough with their retractions, and news shows, which are usually on earlier in the day, they're not prominent enough with their retractions, but they still have to issue those retractions. In opinion, you don't have to do all those things. Opinion shows can say a lot more things without having to correct themselves. They can make a lot more claims, and inherently, they are trying to persuade you of something. Now, I bring all this up to say that they might be persuading you of something that is true, but they also might not be persuading you of something that is true. And it is much more difficult to test the claims of an opinion show than it is to test the claims of a news presentation. So, interestingly enough, this idea that Jesus is the truth I think that at the same time, it makes us both more open and more skeptical. It makes us more open because we have confidence, as Lubigan talks about it, proper confidence, that Jesus is the truth and that we can test truth by the character of Jesus. And we also can know that truth doesn't rest on our shoulders, it rests on Jesus. 
But this idea makes us more skeptical because we have to ask that question. Does what I'm hearing line up with Jesus? And not does it line up with a certain doctrine or teaching about Jesus, but does it line up with the character of Jesus? And I think for Christians, whenever we are taking in news media or political communication of any kind, we have to be asking that question. Does this, what I am hearing, what I am supporting, what I am witnessing, what this politician is advocating for, what this opinion um, writer or presenter is, is doing, what this TV host is doing, does this line up with Jesus's character? Does it reflect Jesus's character? That should be our question. And that should be the question that makes us more skeptical of people, especially people who use Jesus' name to try to get us to embrace a certain political platform. Whatever that platform may be, and in different countries, you'd be very surprised what Jesus' name is used to justify or to condone. But we have to always ask that question, is Jesus' character reflected in this? I was taken aback, actually, a very prominent Christian leader um, in the last few years made the claim, when it comes to my politics, I don't actually turn to Jesus for what I should vote for. That is a really surprising claim to me. And I'm paraphrasing also, and I'm not going to use names. I don't think that's appropriate here. But that idea that somehow... Jesus is Lord of our life, except when it comes to how we engage in politics, except when it comes to the way in which we engage in politics, that Jesus is our Lord until it comes time to to go and to vote. That just doesn't make sense. That's not the gospel as we know it. Now, I say all that, but we have to recognize, again, people use Jesus's name to support things that don't really reflect Jesus's character. Sometimes it's policies. Other times it's just character traits in a person. Other times it is honestly, Jesus's name gets used to make an excuse for corruption in politics. We as Christians need to be much more skeptical than we have been. So this idea that Jesus is the truth, It permeates every area of our lives. So I present this this week just to challenge everybody, each and every one of us, whatever our political views are, whatever our news sources are, that we would be more skeptical in the sense of asking, how does this actually reflect Jesus's character? Does this reflect Jesus's character? And if not, what changes do I need to make in the way I view the world? so that my political views reflect Jesus's character better and more thoroughly. Would Jesus support the rhetoric that I am using? Would Jesus support the behaviors that I am condoning or advocating for? Those are questions that we need to ask. And then I want to say just one thing in general here. And again, this podcast, I'm not speaking to you as a preacher of the gospel. Um, these are these are more my ideas. I am telling you right now to be skeptical, to challenge. That includes me. 
Be skeptical of what I am saying. Ask if what I am saying reflects the truth of Jesus of Nazareth or not. But right now, I'm going to go on a rant here, okay? So again, I'm not speaking as a preacher here. I'm speaking as just a human being who is very, very frustrated. This is going to get very specific also, folks. Stop believing memes on the internet are true. Just stop. Do not spread memes on the internet. Just don't do it. There's no need to. A meme on the internet is not meant to enable a thoughtful discussion. A meme on the internet, if it's used to convey a political point, and I'm saying just political memes. Let me just, I'm ranting right now, so I'm going to have to clean some of this up here. I'm, I'm talking about political memes. There are very funny memes. There are joke memes. Share those all you want. But if you come across a meme that is making a political claim and seems to be shutting down an argument, just don't share that. That is not a thoughtful discussion. That is not something that is going to lead to people reflecting on Jesus's character. More often than not, those memes are actually not accurate and often they are just factually incorrect. There is no check or balance on memes on the internet. So if you are somebody that, that this is something you do on Facebook, um, have some grace. And I'm coming off very strong here. I'm coming off more strong than I actually feel. Um, it's just frustrating because I think we need to question that method of communication. I think we really need to ask when we are sharing a meme, what are we trying to do here? How is Jesus's character reflected in that? And is there a way that if you want to get a point across, that you can do it in a way that reflects the truth of Jesus more, that opens up for conversation, that isn't just offensive or trying to make somebody who disagrees with you feel less intelligent than you are? I, I, the whole meme thing, when it comes to political communication, it's so dangerous. People see those memes and they think that it's gospel truth and they don't challenge it and then they spread it. And there is medical misinformation spread through memes that actually affects people's lives. So the next time that you want to share a meme, I'm going to ask you, second guess yourself. Second guess that instinct. Um, again, I want to say this. I am speaking now, not as, as your pastor. You can challenge that, be skeptical of that. Um, in fact, I mean, even when I'm speaking as your pastor, you can challenge things. Um, I, I'm not somebody who never wants people to challenge me. I, I feel like in the dialogue is where we find the truth um, of Jesus in our give and takes. We learn from each other. We grow from each other. So, so challenge what I'm saying. But what I'm going to ask is consider not sharing internet memes. Consider figuring out a different way to communicate when it comes to politics, um, a way that is more edifying, a way that allows for nuanced discussion, and a way that actually helps us understand Jesus' character better. So, let me summarize all this here. Jesus is the truth. Jesus of Nazareth is the truth. And Jesus is the king of creation. Jesus does not stop being our Lord when it comes to issues of politics and how we vote. And not just how we vote, but how we also engage in politics and how we dialogue around politics. 
Jesus does not stop being our Lord when it comes to divisive issues or controversial issues. So that should give us confidence that the truth will stand because it rests in Jesus, and it should also give us skepticism. It should make us ask the question, is what I hear somebody advocating for, or does somebody's rhetoric and behavior reflect Jesus's character or not? Should make us ask those questions thoughtfully, hopefully in dialogue with other Christians. And then it should make us approach our news media and political communication differently also. We should be asking of people who would try to persuade us, people who would try to inform us, how are they reflecting Jesus? Is Jesus really reflected? When I read the Gospels, when I read the character of this person of Jesus, is it actually being reflected here? Or is this just Jesus being used in a power struggle? And is this Jesus' name being invoked in a power struggle? And hopefully when we embrace Jesus as the truth, it makes us skeptical of the methods of communication. And for me personally, I hope we all just become a little more skeptical about how helpful sharing political memes on the internet are. So Stonebridge, that's our podcast for this week. I'm expecting that there will be some feelings this all stirs up in people. Again, as I went through this podcast, I was not advocating for any specific political platform or political party. It may have seemed to you that I was. But I would ask yourself why you assumed that I was. And go back and listen to my words carefully. Everything that I have said, it applies to any political context in any country at any time. These are eternal questions that we should be asking because Jesus is the eternal word of God and the truth. So whatever setting we find ourselves in, 10 years from now when our political situation is completely different than it is now, these questions still apply. So wrestle with them. And if you found it kicking something up inside of you, listen to that and wonder if maybe Jesus as the truth is confronting you and challenging you. So thank you all. God bless you and have a good week.